Welcome to Got Grief, with me, Holly Sumpton, and Craig Henry, a podcast for adults bereaved as children to share their stories of living side by side with grief. Craig lost his mother to cancer when he was just eight years old, and I lost mine when I was six. Trying to understand something like grief as a child can be really confusing, and it can sometimes seem impossible to know who to turn to. And as we get older, this can begin to feel really devastating. But there can also be hope in the comfort that comes from sharing your experiences with others who understand you, and from simply knowing you're not alone. This is a space for stories to be shared and for voices to be heard in an attempt to start an honest, open and compassionate conversation around grief. So let's get started. Welcome to Got Grief. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Got Grief. It is myself, Holly and Craig today doing a little special mini episode for you on five things to say to someone who is grieving. So we did an Instagram post about a week ago now, just kind of naming five things that we thought were good things to say to someone who is grieving. So Craig, why don't you tell us a little bit more about why we thought we'd expand on it and why we do a little special app. Yes, good morning, Holly. Why are we doing this? So we put it out there because obviously people do get in touch with us as we've done the pod and also off the pod about, you know, obviously all the people we speak to on the podcast have lost someone. So have, you know, been directly affected, but obviously grief and the loss affects a lot of other people who aren't directly affected. And in terms of that, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, or whether it's someone, you know, like more casual, like a work colleague or something like that, navigating those conversations can be very difficult. And I think it's definitely been a running theme in the conversations we've had with, you know, 30 or so people that that awkwardness, as soon as you reveal your truth that someone has died in your life, suddenly the room goes cold or goes quiet and what that does to us. I mean, I've had that loads in my life. I, I, I don't know, have, have you had that a lot in your life as well? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's just that it's hard, isn't it? And we say so much in the episodes, like it's not that person's fault. It's not that, you know, like, oh, you're a terrible person for not knowing what to say to me. Like it's, of course you wouldn't know what to say if you've not had direct experience of that. Then it, it's just, you don't know. You don't, are you going to upset that person? So I can totally understand why, why sometimes it might be difficult. And I know that even myself, like sometimes I second guess what I say when I'm, you know, trying to talk to someone. So I think it's, it's really nice to be able to just chat about what might be a good thing to say or, or even just a starting point. If you're struggling for like a starting point of what to say, these points might be nice to just conversation starters, I suppose. But I think we should say as well before we kick off that this is all from our personal experience and our our own personal sort of point of view we're definitely not professionals and this is not sort of like a must do it's just sort of suggestions and of course everyone that's grieving is very different and going through it at a very different stage so it's also important to just like check in with that person individually and not just kind of go gung-ho absolutely i couldn't agree more and you know if anyone does listen to this and you know has any questions or any particular disagreements that's welcome obviously you can get in touch with that got grief podcast on instagram we will get back to you if you contact us um because that's really important there so should we jump into it let's do it let's go for it you go kick off with the first one so number one 
quite a simple one, but would you like to talk about it? I'm here to listen. I think the most common theme is that we hear from people who, you know, whether that's with family members or, or people who are closest in their life is other people don't want to talk about it. And, you know, we speak to a lot of adults bereaved as children, you know, and it, it, I, I personally find it quite shocking how many, the parent that, that hasn't died in, in that instance shuts up shop and says, right, we're not talking about that person who's gone. We've got to crack on. If a new family is formed with a step parent, that kind of gets even more complicated. And actually that, that does a lot of damage. And just opening that, that question, you know, would you like to talk about it? like to give someone the choice rather than removing it? I think is really important because it just gives that person, they, they might say no a hundred times, but on the hundred and first time, they might just open up or they might just say something or they might just ignore you, but they know someone is there that cares. And I think it's really powerful. Yeah, exactly. Even just knowing actually that, God, you know what? I don't want to talk about it right now, but actually there will come a time when I do want to talk about it. And that person has offered their ear. So, you know, you know that they're there and, and that might be enough to sort of be like, maybe I do. Hmm, well, actually, I've not thought about it, but maybe I do want to talk about it, you know? And I think as well, just somebody else offering can feel really refreshing. So I think, you know, it's quite common to hear that it can get quite like tiring, you being the one bringing it up and you kind of feel like a bit of a drag and you feel like a bit like, oh God, I'm dragging down the conversation or I'm boring. And so actually for someone else to just offer out the question first can feel really refreshing and like oh okay I'm not the one who has to bring up the dead parent or you know whoever it is that you've lost it, it can be really sort of refreshing it does come with the asterisks that that is a very hard sentence to say you know that takes courage to put yourself out there because I'm aware that if, if someone hasn't lost anyone or you've never said that before that can be as difficult to ask someone would you like to talk about it I'm here to listen as it is that person going oh yeah, no, I, I would like to talk about it because it's happened to me. And I've probably got loads of things to say on it because it's a massive event and, and traumatic event in my life. So yeah, with the caveat that we know that's really hard and it does take a bit of courage, but I guarantee that the majority of the time, even if it's not maybe initially accepted, it, it will make the other person feel feel a bit better. And I think it's a really good kind of like general starting point. That's a really good one for if you're sort of like, you know what, I've no idea what to say. I'll just ask them if they want to talk about it. That's, a, I think, a very good, simple starting point. Have you had many people in your life ask you this? Yes, actually I have, yeah. The more, but weirdly, I think the more I began to talk about it, the more then other people were like, oh, okay, maybe I can, maybe I'll sort of continue this conversation and ask a few more questions. I do think it's rare that somebody asks me first like the conversation starts from the other person I think usually the conversation starts from me <laughs> but yeah what about yourself sometimes yeah I, I was I was thinking about it before before we did this this morning and I was looking at at them and thinking you know how many of these have I had said to me over the years some people definitely but not not enough you know, something really random happened this week actually which kind of brings this in it's kind of relevant 
somebody who knew my mum is doing like a 30 day open water swimming challenge. Each day she's swimming in the open water and she's raising money for a cancer charity. And she Facebooked me and said, oh, Craig, I've, I'm doing a day on your mum. I hope that's okay. Love to you and your family. And then I read the post and it was like a really detailed description of like my mum's character, how she was an amazing mother, how she was this, you know, all these things. And I just kind of sat there and read it. And that was really beautiful. And I, I think you kind of forget sometimes that speaking or writing and doing those things can be a really powerful and amazing thing for grief. Because I just had that really nice moment being like, oh, well, my mum clearly had a big impact on that that person's life that you know all these years later she's doing a charity challenge and and has you know mentioned my mum in one of the days so that leads really nicely actually onto the second question which is what were they like would you like to tell me about the person that you lost and the your loved one that isn't here anymore and yeah that links really nicely into what you were just saying about the facebook post where she was taking the time to really write about your mum's character and what she's like. Because sometimes I think that can be something that's really missed is actually, it's nice to talk about them. And obviously again, like this, this is relative to the, to the person. Sometimes people might've had a difficult relationship with the person they've lost. So it's, it's not the easiest thing to talk about them in that case. But I, I know definitely a lot of people that we've spoken to have, have, have been like, yes, that's so important to me to be able to talk about them as a person that existed, not just someone that died, as, as someone who existed as a fully rounded person with, you know, things that they found funny or food that they liked or cooking that they liked to do, you know? It's a tricky one though as well with, I mean, in our scenarios, because we were so young when we lost our mothers, tell me what they were like, is we don't know that much. Like we, we know what people have told us and, you know, stuff like you talked about, you know, you have writings from your mum and, and memory, stuff you know which is really useful but like you and I at eight and six didn't know our mum's characters because we were eight and six and you don't know what people's characters so it's 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 hard one isn't it when you've got loss when you're younger um like I you know that that's why that post connected me so much because I was finding out about my mum's character as an adult and I kind of didn't didn't know some of that what do you think would be sort of like a similar question, but more appropriate for an adult bereaved as a child, do you think? I don't know. Because they will know stuff, presumably, you know, in most cases. Um, I don't know what, what do people, what do people, what do people say about your, your mum or dad or brother or sister, whatever it, whatever it might be. I think again, it's just opening that, that communication. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So many people, I think on, on that Facebook group as well, a lot of people were sort of like, yes, that is really important. That is really important to be able to talk about them. It keeps them alive, I think, is, is, the, is the really key thing there. You know, if you're talking about them and their character and what they were like, they're not a person who's no longer here or someone who is, you know, buried or cremated or who had that illness, who had that accident, whatever it might be. They are a human being that were and they're like present in that moment, which I which is why I think it's really important because it gives you a moment to remove them from that grief framing. To being like, oh yeah, they, they did walk, talk, live, you know, be my parent kind of thing. And there are like, you know, there are certain things that I definitely remember that are 
big enough for me to be like, oh yeah, I remember that about her. And yes, yeah, so again, like it's really, it can be refreshing to remember the nice things. It's so easy to sort of like dwell on the really horrible parts of it. But actually there are some really nice, nice sort of things that yeah. you can talk about and remember. All right, number three. Oh, this is, this is maybe one of my favorites actually. So number three, I know a significant day is coming up. Would you like to do anything to celebrate or remember them? So this is sort of in regards to birthdays, anniversaries, um, any sort of special celebration that would have something to do with the person that you lost. And I think for me, somebody knowing when that day is and having taken the time to remember when it is, or, you know, you tell them on the day and them just asking like, oh, do you want to do anything? I think is so important. There's a friend of mine who has it in her diary and she writes it in her diary every year, um, the day that my uh, my mum's birthday. And she always texts me and it's amazing. And it's also amazing because this is, I feel a bit bad admitting this, but uh, because I was young when mum died, I didn't actually know when her birthday was. So sometimes I would even check in with my friend and be like, is, is it today? And she's like, yes, it is, which is amazing. Yeah. That's so nice. I, I literally had a friend yesterday who's who's um, lost lost his mother last year, uh, and marked it with like you know setting off some fireworks in the garden and just you know with a message for his for his mother on on her birthday. And you know I texted him and you know just said that you know that is so amazing. And I think those again you know just because someone has gone doesn't mean you can't treasure their birthday. And I think it's you know it's a beautiful moment to again connect with a positive. You know birthdays are normally positive days um they're not always but again flipping that kind of oh it's a it's a day of sadness but it should be a day of celebration where where possible and you know i think i think that's really important and i think as well like those days can they can be really complex like i think they can be filled with a lot of different emotions and confusing emotions and you know i think it, it varies a lot in what people do i think i know that some people have said yeah no i don't do anything for those for those days they don't want to or some people really take time out to do something so i think yeah just really checking in on checking in on the individual and just sort of saying you know i know that this day is around what is it that you'd like to do we can do something together you could do something on your own and i'll leave you to it or just checking in i just think yeah sort of being aware of those days is is, is really really important and it gives them that support, you know, your friend in the diary is just, that's just so treasured because you know that there's someone else that if that day is a struggle for you, knows about it and knows that you're struggling without having to do the whole, oh, it's my mum's birthday. And, oh, by the way, my mum died when I was a child and it's really difficult. It's like, no, it's safe. They understand today's good, today's bad and, and they're, they're here for it. It was so unexpected as well. It was just so unexpected. I remember the first year that she said something, I was like, oh my gosh. That's such a like such a nice thing to have done. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's it's the little things, isn't it? All right. So number four is what emotions is this bringing up for you now? Um, again, might seem like a little bit of a simple one, but I just think it's a really nice way of letting someone know that like whatever emotion you're feeling if it you know if it's quite a big emotion then that's fine i think sometimes people can get quite scared that their emotions and their reaction to something are going to scare people or 
you know, push people away or, or make people think, you know, oh God, she's, she's a bit too emotional for me. So letting someone know that your emotions, whatever they might be, have a space um, and are allowed is, is really helpful, I think. It is definitely. And it's, it's also one that, again, I think takes courage because you can get any answer to that question on the whole spectrum. And I think, again, it takes, yeah, it takes a, you know, a, a really spirited person to, to be able to deal with that. But also that's fine. Like with all of these things as well, you don't have to have the answer. And the point is, is just having that conversation and listening, even if you might not comprehend what it is they're saying. It's, you know, allowing that space. And as you say, putting those emotions out there rather than having them all crammed into your psyche. And then they just, you know, you spill, spill some squash and then it all comes flying out. You end up, I don't know, smashing a mug or something like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, completely. I think as well, like at the point that you just made as well, kind of saying, oh, do you know what? I, I don't actually know what to say, but... I would like to, or I don't know what to say, but I'm, I'm definitely going to try and find the right thing to say. Even that is nice enough. Just, you know, someone just being like, God, do you know what? I actually don't know, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to talk to you. That doesn't mean that you, you're not allowed. I'm just trying to find the right words, which is also very helpful to hear, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, that might be a good, because we were asked, somebody sort of mentioned about how we talk to children who are maybe going through this so I, that might be a good one to start with with children who are going through it just you know what emotions are you feeling right now can you remember any stuff when you were a child that maybe worked or didn't work or you know any conversations that you think would have been helpful i do remember actually i remember one specific example from from school obviously I was still at primary school and it was it was within the year of, of my mum dying and you know my behavior was up and down teacher got I can't remember how the teacher phrased it but got me to draw and was like could you draw in a simple simplified way can you draw how you're feeling or draw what's going on you know in your thing and and, and I remember drawing trying to draw the family home with like us but without my mum being there. And I think that's, I didn't get, I didn't get very far with it because of that kind of led into a discussion well, the discussion I was eight, but you know, <laughs> me saying words. And I think that is good because obviously again, at eight years old, six years old, you're not aware of how to form those emotions maybe with words, but you do so, you know, like drawing or maybe running around or screaming or, you know, something that the child can invest energy into that is going to maybe unveil some of that stuff that's, that's bubbling beneath the surface. Yeah, definitely. It's a hard one, isn't it? It's really hard because I think, again, we, we've said at the beginning, but we're not professionals. And I think with children, it is so complex because of the way that their brain is developing and how they're sort of dealing with a trauma alongside brain development. It's like a really complex thing. But I remember something at, from my primary school uh, and it went into a secondary school as well that was actually so special and really wonderful was, so the teacher that taught me the year my mum died, she was like really wonderful and it, she would do a lot of things. So she, so my dad could never brush my hair because I was a nightmare and I was like 
screaming. I was like, no, you're not allowed to brush my hair, get off. <laughs> and he would take me into school every morning. And when she would do the register, I would sit with her and she'd brush my hair while we'd do the register. And it was small things like that, that it sounds like such a small thing, but like so meaningful, I think to both me and my dad, <laughs> for him to just know that she was very happy to like, yeah, of course, I'm gonna, I'll brush her hair. I'll make her feel special and do her hair in the, in the, at the register. But she also, uh, we used to run the race for life together as well. So we would go and I would get the little, race for life thing and I would write mum on mine and she'd write whoever on hers and yeah we would do the race for life together which was wonderful really really just like a special thing so I guess do the doing things sometimes can be really helpful as well kind of maybe subconsciously helps children I think I mean for those as well who don't know what race for life is it's a I think a cancer charity I can't remember which one um a, a large cancer charity and um it's a race for life that you know is is run in celebration to raise money for, for those who've, who've been affected by cancer not just um those who've died but also research and people who are ongoing and it's amazing, isn't it? You can walk it, you can run it, you can jog it, you can support. It's it's just a really good energy, and they're they're all up and down the country, um, in England, um, and a really yeah, a really positive way of just putting a flip on a on a on a horrible horrible disease. Yeah, exactly. And you get a little um, so you've got your number on the front, and then you get a little sort of card on that you put on your back, and you can write whoever. So it's yeah, it's a nice way of remembering as well. Yeah. So, last but not least, uh, number five, uh, I might not be the person you need to talk to right now, but I will be here when you're ready. And I think this one was quite an important one, just because I think when someone's grieving, maybe more in the sort of like early stages, it can sometimes be really confusing to know what you need and to know who you want to talk to. You know, it can just be such an overwhelming thing that like, God, I'm really angry right now and I don't want to talk to anyone. And, or there's just so much coming up for people. And I think just letting someone know, like, I'm not going to be offended if you don't need me right now, that's fine. But when you do, or if you do, I'm absolutely 100% happy to be there. I think letting someone know that like, you know, oh, I'm not going to be offended if it's not me that you need, that's absolutely fine. But if you do, I'm, I'm here. Because I think, yeah, it can be really confusing sometimes for people in the early stages to know who they need and what they need. It, it can just be too much. And there are grief charities. There there are things that if you, you know, you have one of these engagements and, it, it, you know, the person doesn't want to engage with you or, or you think that maybe they do need professional support, further support, you know, these are all available via the internet, you know, a quick Google, you know, in, in most parts of the country, through your GP, you know, all of these, you can go on other people's behalves. And, you know, if people really do need that external uh, help from from professional services, I would I would always encourage you to do so, because it's not going to hurt, you know, don't go behind their back if, if they're, you know, thing, but, you know, offer it up so that they know it's there, because sometimes you can forget that that's also there as well. Fabulous. Amazing short and sweet this week but yeah i think the main point is just talk talk yeah. to people ask because it's tough and a lot of people don't talk to us about it which is why we're here talking 
to talk about it. Exactly, exactly. And it, and it's so personal. So I, like something I would say is just take the time to, you know, figure out that person's individual situation and be sensitive to their, their sort of specific sort of circumstance. Um, but I think they're a nice sort of broad range of questions to like have as a starting point and and yeah it is hard it is definitely hard to start that conversation but sometimes it can be really lovely and it can be just what somebody needs to take the weight off and to take the pressure off I think somebody else just saying oh do you know what if you want to chat about that let's have a good chat about it it's lovely those are our those are our five tips on what to say to someone who's grief see you all soon thanks Holly you've been listening to Got Grief if you'd like to know more about us, you can follow us on our Instagram page at Got Grief Podcast. A huge thank you to all of our guests and listeners and tune in next time for more Got Grief.